Holy Spirit, breath of God and fire of love, we cannot pray, we cannot preach, we cannot reflect, and we cannot receive without your aid. Kindle in us the fire of your love and illumine us with your light, that with steadfast wills and holy thoughts we may approach the Father in spirit and in truth through Jesus Christ our Lord, who reigns with you and the Father in eternal union. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As I was reading these lessons for the first time out loud, I realized just how much is there. I feel like I'm back in the same place as the pulpit, just too much to preach on. What are you going to pick? I'll start with a story and we'll see if I can connect it. I think it'll connect. Sometime last week, it must be a Thursday or a Saturday because I was home, um, Rihanna and I noticed that Noel had a different, we call it a brookie because uh, it's a Dutch thing. That, that's the word for underwear. She had a different brookie on. And we just asked her, Noel, what, what happened? Uh, we're in potty training, and she has accidents frequently, and this time, the only time she's ever done it, the first time she's done it, and um, probably not the last, she had a little accident and went and changed her brookie. She's only a little over two years old, and she did that herself. I mean, she was, she was keeping it hidden, and she just went and changed it, and I don't know what happened to the old one, but um, I, turned, I turned to Rihanna, and I say, the first, I'm sure, of many deceptions. <laughs> Okay, so what does that story have to do with this reflection? Well, in some traditions uh, today, what our prayer book just simply calls Wednesday of Holy Week is called Spy Wednesday. Spy Wednesday. We get that from our gospel passage. Notice these words. The chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth. Judas sought an opportunity to betray, plotted, stealth, betrayal. All all of these things are things that happen in secret, in in the dark, or at least we we think they do, right? Um, We we think that Noelle thought that if she could go and change her brookie real quick, I mean, no one's the wiser, right? And that little two-year-old mind thinking that, I mean, probably not nearly as rationally as I would describe it either, just... It's, that's our fallen Adam nature right there. Right? We, we do something bad or wrong and we just, we, we run away and we try to change things or cover it or this goes all the way back to Genesis 3. We, we think that um, the sins that we can commit, we do commit, are in secret, at least those ones that we do in secret. We think that secret is a thing. I mean, remember what happens to Adam and Eve in the garden, Genesis 3. They, they fall, and their first reaction, their first response is to, to run, hide, and cover. And it's not for his own benefit that God calls out to Adam, Adam, where are you? Right? He calls out to Adam for Adam's benefit. I mean, God knows what happened. He knows, like Rihanna and I knew what happened. It was, it's easy to tell what had taken place. And it wasn't for his benefit. God didn't, he was really wondering where Adam was. No. He knew where Adam was. He saw what Adam did. Where we use this little album of a catechism in our car sometimes. The songs are just so catchy that they get stuck in our heads now. But it's those, you know, just a Christian song that is made for really little kids so they could sing it. Noel's starting to sing some of them. It's a catechism from, I think, uh, a Presbyterian tradition, just a really, it's called the First Catechism. And it's asked this question Does God know all things? 
I'm trying to think if I can get the tune. Does God know all things? Yes, God knows all things. Nothing can be hidden from God. Nothing can be hidden from God. God knows Adam and Eve's sin. Jesus knew the coming betrayal. He knew it was coming. He knew it was necessary. This is a, this is a unique moment in history, in salvation history. So we can't, we can't take too many lessons, I don't think, directly from the complex of Judas's betrayal and apply them to us. But I think we can, we can do some. We can do a little bit. See, God sees our sin in its fullness. Nothing is hidden from God. And yet, like two-year-olds, we think that we can do it. We think if no one else has seen us, or if we don't tell the person that would be really hurt by it, or if we just run away and hide, that the problem will go away, or I mean, fill in the blank how we act like two-year-olds in this whole mess when we get ourselves into a mess. We, we do this same thing. We think that if we just don't tell anybody, or if we run and duck and cover from it, that it'll just magically go away, but we're just not thinking theologically, right? We're not believing the words of the catechism. Does God know all things? Yes, he knows all things. Nothing, nothing can be hidden from God. And again, in something like this passage, it's easy to look at something like Judas and say, that's, I mean, that's an egregious sin, obviously the worst thing that's ever really taken place. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at that level, right? We can't identify with Judas on that level, but of course we can. I mean, yes, Judas betrayed Jesus, but all sin is betrayal. In the Cambridge Dictionary Online, the, one of the meanings of betrayal is simply to not be loyal to your country or a person. So you can categorize any and every sin that we ever participate in as a betrayal of God's true kingship. It's a betrayal for Adam and Eve to fall. It's a, it's a taking of their own will and authority up above God's and not deigning to listen to him, not submitting to his kingship. And so the fall is a betrayal. And every single last one of those sins that we commit are also betrayals. Now, right, they're, they're not betraying Jesus as if Again, we can't take everything that happens in the Gospels and just say one-to-one correlation, but every sin is a betrayal. So then what do we do with that? The fallen nature within us wants to run, duck, and cover, and hide just like Adam did. But God knows all things. Nothing is hidden from God. And so the best thing to do with sin, especially hidden sins is to confess it, is to get it out in the open, is to actually bring it out and let God not see it for the first time, but acknowledge that we know that he knows that it's there. Some of you guys know my testimony. I won't share the whole detail, but um, I had an addiction and it was a secret and I did not want to tell anyone. There were moments in my life I can remember of being mortified, of confessing this particular addiction to a few important people in my life, a few bosses, a wife. And I was so afraid, right? What, what are we afraid of? What was Adam afraid of? What, what was Noel afraid of, right? Condemnation, afraid of rejection. And in each of those instances, the thing of which I was most afraid 
did not happen. Right? The rejection that I was afraid of, the condemnation that I was afraid of, uh, those were not the response of the people that knew me and loved me and forgave me and restored me. As part of the ongoing recovery process, I go to Celebrate Recovery, CR. Um, it's a Christian recovery program. It's I mean, 12 steps. It's AA for Christians, but it covers everything. And I have a friend in there um, who said something profound weeks ago that when God reveals something or when our sin is revealed, it's revealed so God can heal it. God only reveals the sins in our lives for the purpose of healing them. Which is why, as afraid as we might be to make that step, to, to, to say the confession, to go to a priest, to go to a, the, the spouse that we've hurt or the friend that we've hurt, thinking that it's been in secret and that it's actually better if they just never know, right? What, what, what harm could it do if it's in secret? But of course, it's not in secret. It's there before God's eyes. And, and the moment that it's revealed... In Christ is a moment of healing. And it begins a process of healing something potentially deep and dark and treacherous and enslaving and entrapping. Whatever secret sin we might have, it doesn't have to be the deep, dark, worst thing we've ever done. It could just be, um, you know, a mean thought, comment, heart attitude towards somebody that we love. It's I'm not asking for the deepest and darkest here, right? I'm asking this, right? That we trust that as difficult as it may be, as hard as it may be, as painful as it may be, to come out in the open with the deep, dark, secret things that we think are secret when in reality they're not. We can trust, we can, I know this by personal experience, that we can trust that if God gets those things out there, if we get those out there in front of Him, in the community of Christ, that the pain that we might experience is worth the healing that God does in the whole of the process. Spy Wednesday. We have betrayed. And we can't keep it secret. Because keeping it secret only hurts us in the end. Getting it out, confessing it, bringing it before the God who sees all of the sin and loves us in the midst of it, That's what begins the healing process. Pray with me, please. God, thank you that you you see us in our fullness. You know us in our fullness. And you love us in our fullness. I pray that we would continue in this Holy Week journey that we would take a step towards healing, whatever that looks like for all of us, whatever it looks like confession-wise, whatever it looks like church participation-wise. Use these next few days to bring deep healing to our souls as we, in the words of our collect, enter into the meditation upon the contemplation of the acts whereby you have redeemed us. In Jesus' name. Amen.